0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. and this is the Toys by Chance the show. Where we come and talk all things movies, television, streaming, all that good shit. And uh, yeah, we are still in the middle of our Christmas season, and this will so likely be the last show we do before Christmas. And this is uh, this is a great movie we picked to talk about today, and it's not because it's a great movie, uh, because we picked Home Alone Two, or not to call it Home Alone But Bad. Not showing, our, not not uh, not hiding in my cars this this time, but. We'll get more to that later in the show. As for right now, we have our usual stuff to get into. You know, our, well, for our traditional Russell, you you're still not watching Game of Thrones anymore? You just gave up? <laughs> just gave yeah, up, didn't you? you
1: know, I just, I yeah. I, I've had zero time lately with the, the holidays and working and
0: stuff like that. That's true. But, yeah, you're, uh, you're coming off a double yeah. today, so we're proud of you for being a trooper. Yes,
1: I uh, I'm tired, but uh, we need to get this done, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and do it. And I appreciate you for
0: that. And <laughs> and hey, but look, if you, if you have time now, you can now watch the full first season of Watchmen, just wrapped. Uh, it came to a pretty good conclusion. I don't, I don't love the way it ended. I mean, I don't, I don't have any problems with. it. I just think it's a little, yeah, it's fine. It's a fine ending to the show, but still, I I think you should check it out.
1: I officially have all the episodes banked in the DVR. Yes, you do. So there uh, is that now. Yeah,
0: that you have. I think seven. I think seven episodes of Mandalorian because it dropped today.
1: Yes, I'm just. Uh, it's so overwhelming. So much I, content. I, I'm still behind, in, like the new releases and the movies. I still haven't seen Jumanji yet. Oh really? Yeah, I'm behind. I'm behind. Yeah.
0: Okay. So oh, that, that might tie in later in the show, but we'll we'll see. Uh, but for right now, we have our regular segment. First of which is the trailer talk. First trailer we're going to talk about right now is for a movie called. Seberg. This is an Amazon movie. Remember when they used to just deliver books? Yeah. Yeah. They've come a lot they've come a long way. Yes, they have. Uh, so yeah, this is a biopic about actress, it's Jean Seaberg, right?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Uh and pretty much a story that I didn't really know that much about until I can until I looked into it. So this is an actress who uh she's a she's a French new wave actress. And she became the target of the FBI due to her support to civil rights. And this is all like real. This is all real shit. This is all stuff that like really happened to her. And it's Jeez. crazy. It's got like it's yeah. got a huge cast. I mean, you got Kristen Stewart, Jack O'Connell, Margaret Qualley, Beats, Anthony Mackie, Vince Vaughn, uh, some so some actors in this movie. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Seaberg?
1: I mean, I'm, it it really hooked me to a part where I'm like kind of intrigued by it, and just like just to sh- to see the fact like. You know, Kristen Stewart's really just like taking different chances that you wouldn't think, like ten years, ten years ago or whatever. When like Twilight was big, she would be at this stage of the game now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of nice to see that a little bit. Um, I mean, it looks okay. Uh, I'm intrigued enough to to check it out for sure. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in the backstory of that.
0: No, yeah, the same, same here. I think it looks really I think it looks really good I I'm discovering I now have like an unnatural attraction to Kirsten, to Kristen Stewart like
1: I just I th- yeah I I think she can pull it off like in like anything that she does like just looks wise I just I think she has that look to her
0: Yeah plus I mean she's she is she's proven that she's she's proven that she can act she's proven like like pads and she's proven that she is she's better than Twilight Yeah for sure and okay Seaberg is it's limited uh, it's limited right now, but I think it goes wide in January. Uh, it's not 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 doing well at all critically, but I still want to see it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's probably better than Cats, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Actually, we'll get to that <laughs> in a few days. Uh, next show we're talking <laughs> about is for Burden. Uh, so Burden is a, <laughs> a civil rights movie. Uh, it stars... Uh, who, who's in this one? So There's Forest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker, yeah, Forrest Whitaker uh, Garrett Hedlund, Usher. So that's how you know it's quality. <laughs> um, and that's this sure. is about a—it's uh, about a man who opens up his home to a guy who was basically raised by the Klan. And uh, yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think about this one?
1: Um, I mean, it was one of those. I had like obviously different circumstances, but it has that green book vibe to it. Do you know what I mean? It's. Pretty, uh... pretty. Do you know what I'm saying? Obviously, way different circumstances. But you know what I'm saying? It's going to have that type of feel good thing. Like that feel good friendship or story uh, in the end is kind of how I feel. Um, I mean, it looks good, though. I mean, it looks good enough. I mean, you know, Forrest Whitaker looks like he puts in a solid performance. And yeah, the story's kind of intriguing enough to where a uh, black man wants to go ahead and bring, you know, a. Uh, KKK Klansman or, or supporter or whatever into his home because he's going through some troubled times or wants to try to find him like like housing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I got the Green Book kind of vibe to it. Obviously, like I said, different circumstances, but still, it, it looks good.
0: Not to mention, Russell, Usher's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's going... It said it won some award. I think it was like... Was the Sundance audience... No, no, that wasn't it. Or maybe it was. It, it was something. It's it, it proclaimed it in the trailer. I'm Probably don't remember it, but it has a prime Black History Month release date of February 28th, 2020. So, uh, yeah, look out for that. Oh, wow, this movie's actually. This movie, you know this movie premiered at Sundance, Russell? January. Really? Oh, last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, they've been sitting on this one. Oof, boy. Not, not a good sign, but still. I'm interested. Yeah, uh, interested enough. Yeah, next show we're talking about is for the last full measure. So the last full measure is a true story film based on the events surrounding a Medal of Honor winner, and actually a, a real guy, William H. Uh, Pitts Pitsenbarger. Boy, that's a uh, that's an unfortunate name to have in the army. <laughs> uh, featuring an ensemble cast including Sebastian Stan, who plays a lawyer kind of investigating this. Uh, Christian Plummer, William Hurt, Ed Harris, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Irvine of the acclaimed film War Horse that everyone remembers. I remember it. Do you? <laughs> of course. You um,
1: I, I, I actually never watched it.
0: Oh, really? No. <laughs> a lot of people tell you not to watch it. I think I, I think it's fine. I, I don't have a problem with War Horse. A lot of people do. But... <laughs> yeah, a lot of people hate it. Hey, people fucking hate War Horse. But...
1: Yeah, a lot of hate for that movie.
0: But, uh, yeah, so, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for the last full measure?
1: It's like one of those typical war films I think I believe, I believe it's well, Vietnam I believe is the war that um
0: yeah, it's Vietnam. He, he's
1: there kind of investigating or whatever um it it has that type of like vibe that all these war movies do like where there's some some kind of back story or there's some kind of like um investigation or something like that into the war into the efforts and stuff like that going on but yeah i I'm kind of curious what the with the cast um it's it's an interesting uh cast choice I think. And to see all those guys, pretty much all the older actors all together, is kind of cool to see that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it looks okay.
0: Also, is, I, it, I is it me or does it look like it's shot like a Pure Flix film? It's shot exactly
1: like a Pure Flix film.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I, just, I mean, it, it was okay. The thing that that I, I really think that has like its back up against the walls is this film's coming out literally
0: next month. Yeah, and this is the first we're hearing about it. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, it's
1: like, uh, it's like now or never type of thing. And I, I just don't think that it, that doesn't bode well for the
0: film. That is true. And it's, I, I remember, I, I funny—I saw this before I saw Dark Waters. And it was just like, wait, an- another lawyer movie? <laughs> That's the <a> case? <Canadian?
1: laughs> oh, yeah, because you got the one with Jamie Fox and Michael B. Jordan. Too. Oh, like, and man. I saw that trailer, too, before Dark yeah, Waters. Yeah, they're really hammering the lawyer movies now, man.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, damn, lo- lawyer is like the movie job of 2019. <laughs> Yeah, if they could have
1: waited, if McConaughey could have waited a little bit to release The Lincoln Lawyer, man, we could have had a really crazy year. It
0: would be a good year to remake A Few Good Men. <laughs> there you have it. Get crazy. And yeah, as we said, for a January 24th, 2020 release. Now let's get the trailer that you, that you guys give a fuck about. Uh, first one is the first, this can only be generous, this can only generously be called a trailer, the first teaser for A Quiet Place 2. Uh, and yeah, we'll cut to the chase. This, this trailer ain't dick. There is nothing. Yeah, in yeah this. this this is simply
1: hey, we're making a movie,
0: and yeah, is like hey, it's coming out. So basically, this is this is all the trailer is. It's it's a close it's a close up of feet it go zoom zooms up. Was walking across the trail of sand. Then the trail of sand ends, and they gotta you know go like Elsa into the unknown. <laughs>
1: and then March twenty twenty done. There you yeah, have boom, it.
0: Boom done. Trailer. Don't worry about it. Uh, so yeah, look. I, I know you're not as big on the first quiet place as I am. You know, I, honestly and,
1: and again, I'll I'll say it again. I liked up until the back end of the film. I think that's where I think to me I just really wish that they would have went a different direction. Um I don't really I mean, I don't know how many people that are listening have heard like watched the movie or not. I just I, I kinda just yeah, I just don't like that back ending of the film.
0: Is when they uh you know, when Chris when they uh, don't do that thing with the that would have uh <sighs> Help a certain character is that the just thing? really
1: yeah, it just fucking really bothers me, and I don't I just I don't know I just I haven't like when I was watching it, i'm like I'm kind of setting my way. I'm like, oh, this is like oh, they're going to do it like this, and they don't, and I'm like well, what the hell like uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising. I kind of thought you know they would go a different route and they went the other route, and yeah, I just I don't know, like I said it's a good film i just, I just think that like I said that back back quarter end of the film just kind of drag they just kind of really like I lose it for me.
0: I'm very curious what the sequel is going to, what the sequel is going to entail. First of all, how long after the first one does this take place? Because, look, props to the props to the kids; they don't look that much older.
1: No, they don't. And I'm, yeah. So I, I don't know how they're going to do that timeline wise. Plus, yeah, what, plus, where's I, that baby? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did baby go? What what happened to him?
0: <laughs> He's like, "Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> Get out! We don't need you anymore. Uh, this one, uh, this one is also directed by John Krasinski. He's returning, who, uh, who also he wrote the script, the screenplay this time. He, whereas, it's, it's the only way time, he's returning. The first time anyway. he was only a co-writer. <laughs> Just spo- spoilers, and they're also anyway. joined by uh, Killian Murphy and Jamon Hansu in supporting roles. Uh, it's, I'm looking forward to this film. It's going to be interesting to see how they can, because, look. The first the first one was great because something that hadn't really been done before. Here you, you can't do that again. You gotta try something different with this with this kind of premise if it's gonna succeed. And hopefully they do that. For sure. And this is set for a March twen- March 20th, 2020 release. A lot of twenties in that in that release date. <laughs> yeah. Uh and of course the only trailer that is worth giving a fuck about to ever be released in time. Uh, is we have the second trailer for Top Gun Maverick. And this is and this reminds me why I don't give a shit about any other movie to come out in 2020. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I thought about this really hard. If you told me that I couldn't go to the movies at all in 2020, but I could watch Top Gun 2 tomorrow, I'd watch Top Gun 2 tomorrow. Well, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, but no, yeah, I think this trailer... <laughs> Looks no surprise. I think the trailer looks pretty badass. Let's look. It's Tom Cruise. It's Jets. It's flight school. It's it's a really epic trailer. You get that Top Gun score. That did did I'm still waiting for the dangers on music cue to come in.
1: Oh, but you got all the other trues, man. You got the volleyball going on. They got we got, a lot of the we're bringing callbacks. back
0: volleyball. We're bringing yeah. we're bringing back the mustaches, the oh, sunglasses. Yeah.
1: Miles Teller and his porn stash.
0: Miles Teller with the porn stash. Taking taking after his dad, who he's playing the son of Goose from the first movie. Uh, but Russell, what did you think of the Top Gun two trailer? Or Top Gun? I Ever, liked it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, it. I mean, it gets you kind of excited and in the mood, obviously, to check the film out uh, next year. And it just it, it it builds that like I like you said, it just builds that whole entire world again. Um, and it's and it's crazy to see Tom Cruise again. Just you know, looking like he's like in his thirties, barely a, barely aged a day since nineteen eighty six. Seriously, it's like he shot the film. The day if, after any, that, if anything, that, he looks uh, better
0: than he did in 1986.
1: Yeah. Well, then I like I like how they have like the camera inside the uh, the, the planes too, which is kind of sweet too which, to did, see did that. You,
0: yeah, the, the, that feature yeah. where they where they show how they shot all those plane sequences.
1: Yeah, it's pretty badass. I'm very um, curious how
0: many of those actors are actually like piloting like fighter jets. Well, because you know
1: Tom Cruise obviously. Well, is. Tom Cruise
0: obviously is obviously doing good. Because I do he, love the thing Miles Taylor said in that feature We're just like. You know, people. People when people say something, when people say something impossible, Tom Cruise is like bullshit, and he does it anyways. That's,
1: I mean, that's him, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be a really good film, and um, hopefully, it'll be like one of those surprise hits of the year.
0: Oh no, I, I really, I really think I think the world is ready for more Top Gun. For sure, we've been ready for more Top Gun since 1987. And yet we're we're only now getting more top guns. The only sad thing is the fact that Tony Scott was no longer around to direct it. Yeah,
1: it'd have been interesting to see kind of hopefully if like what he would have kind of maybe brought to the table, or if he would have you know maybe even directed it.
0: And it it, <laughs> it is funny. I'm looking at I'm looking at the the wiki right now. We have some. We have the names of some of the of some of the pilot <laughs> some of the pilots. Oh boy! Uh, so we have. Uh, Oh, okay. So, we have Rooster. That's Miles Teller. From Goose to Rooster, uh, we have Glenn Powell. He's playing Hangman. who I guess is the new Ice Man in this movie. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Lewis Pullman. You remember him? He was uh, the he was the bellhop in Bad Times at the El Royale.
1: Oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. okay. <laughs> and he he got fucked on his deal. <laughs> he's playing <laughs> he's playing Bob. Wow, That's a nickname. Just man, Bob. Really? You're gonna be that guy. <laughs> yeah, be a, you gotta be a foul, brother. Just be named Bob. Then you Seriously? got then you got Phoenix, Payback, Fanboy. Not making any of these up. These are real names, and they're awesome. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna trash talk not gonna trash talk Top Gun. Are you insane? Uh but yeah, I am I am ready for I'm ready for more Top Gun, I'm ready for Jets. I will definitely be seeing this opening day in IMAX. And yeah, like you look at the the way they shot it, and they say like they put they managed to put six IMAX cameras inside a jet. That's crazy. How could, how could you how could you not see that in IMAX?
1: Yeah, seriously, it's like it's perfectly tailored for it. So yeah, it, I think it's gonna be quite a treat to see that in IMAX for sure.
0: hundred uh, percent. I cannot I cannot wait to see it. Uh, June twenty sixth, twenty twenty. So Yeah, June twenty twenty. That's gonna be that's gonna be the month to look out for next year. And, yeah, that's basically it for trailers. So we now move on to movie news. And, yeah, we actually have a good amount to talk about today. First of all, let's talk about the, the big ones that dropped today. We got the critical ratings, or the initial critical ratings for both Cats and Star Wars. Uh, first of all, Cats, not doing well. Not doing not well at su- all. N- not, not a surprise. Uh yeah, not a surprise, but I didn't I didn't think it'd do that bad. First, la- last time I checked, it was like eight percent. No, it's higher than that now. It's, higher it's than like eighteen. Now. Okay, yeah, eighteen. It,
1: it's it's squeaked up to eighteen. Is it is it still eighteen? I was. I think, I think sure. I think du- double check. It is eighteen. It's eighteen percent at, at the time of this recording. Eighteen percent. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Look, we we were not we were not shy about how we felt about the Cats trailers.
1: I mean, yeah, the proof was right there in front of you, so to see that type of, uh, you know, those type of ratings, it just doesn't really surprise you.
0: That being said, we'll definitely be reviewing Cats when it comes out. For sure. Just because there's no way we can. We have to look at those movies just to see what the hell happened.
1: When you have a rating that bad, it, it draws intrigue,
0: Yeah, that, that, I think— That draws yeah. more curiosity to me than if it were just, like, mediocre.
1: Yeah, because if it was like 98%, I really wouldn't be as intrigued as I am with it being like 18%. No, 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 actually so,
0: I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll combat that. I'll say if it, you'd treat them one of two ways. If your rating is either really high or really low.
1: It just depends on the movie, though. That's the thing. Like yeah, With this movie. movie, I knew it was going to be low, and because it's low, I want to see how bad it is. You yes, know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember I was talking to you know, our, you know buddy, my buddy, Dan Merle, uh <laughs> he was just like he watched the like the tape version of the Broadway performance yeah. he watched this movie and he and well first of all he was just dumbfounded by the broadway show which i've never seen i've heard cuz i've heard like really not great things about it I've never been possessed to check it out but yeah he said like yeah watching this movie is just it's it, it, he he was lost for words
1: well, yeah, but uh, because like Cats, honestly, is like a beloved play. I mean, there's a lot of like
0: good it's not, songs. It's on not there. really though. I mean, it's, it's known for one song, and that's Memories, which is a really good song.
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it, it still has like, like it had been on Broadway for quite some time. So it's, obviously, it's historic it
0: Broadway. I get, you, I get what you're saying.
1: That and that in that, that aspect though, it's right. it's like the it's like your Phantom of the Opera It's your you know one of those staples of Broadway, and I, I think you know Cats is one I'm of those. Sure
0: that, I'm sure there's some like big Broadway nut who is like who is like who the ang- the anger the anger emoji just came out just because you compared yeah. Phantom of the Opera to Cats.
1: Oh no, they're that's they're not even the same ballpark.
0: Oh no, they're not even the same fucking sport. They're not even the same fucking no,
1: sport. I, I saw a family opera at Broadway. It was tremendous. Yeah. I, it was one of my, it's like one of my
0: favorites anyway. And
1: my wife had already seen. I think she had seen it in Canada or whatever, but it was like one of the runs there.
0: Something else. Um, something else is not. Yeah. In, something else is not in Cats uh, is Jason Derulo's package, because <laughs> he was like, he, he was in an interview on, the, I think, uh, it was an Andy, Andy Cohen show on, on Sirius XM. <laughs> uh, he said that they had to CG out his balls. Show. So I, I I do wonder if they got the same guy who CG'd Army Hammers Balls for calling it by your name,
1: or is it the same guy that CG'd Superman's mustache and Justice?
0: <laughs> no, 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 because no the, okay. the guy the guy who did Army Hammers Balls he he <laughs> he got though because he showed up. He, they were doing Superman's mustache, and he showed up to late to work that day. So he's just like we're, C- we're CG on a mustache, right? Nope, nope, you're late. You're on balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, you, you've been demoted.
0: <laughs> I really, I how like to put that on your resume. It's just like oh yeah, it's the work uh, with the Marvel, then I see you Newell's package for cats. jeez, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's crazy. Bottom line, there's a lot going for cats that makes us both want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh next piece of news. Uh well speaking of movies that uh drop the critical score right now, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, the embargo dropped for that today, and mm. it's Oof. also not doing as hot.
1: Oof! I'm like super surprised. I really yeah, thought so it was, was gonna I. be like, like certified fresh. I thought we were gonna have that, and then like right now, time of recording, fifty nine percent rotten.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Because I... the
1: only one rotten was uh, Phantom Menace at the time, to- as, as, as um in in the in the nine movies.
0: Well, I mean, uh, oh, you're in, in the Skywalker Saga, yeah. But even and the Skywalker Saga, yeah, yeah. But like, it's the only other, yeah. So that's yeah. It's 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 weird to me because I'm very curious. I'm very curious. If this is a more divisive movie than last Jedi, I'll be, I'll be surprised.
1: Yeah. And being that, you know, obviously you were a fan of last Jedi. I wasn't so much, but I think that, oh, man, I, yeah, I don't know. And I, and I'm, I was kind of glad they brought Abrams back and I'm thinking maybe, Hey, you know, who knows? I just, ugh, this is, this is rough. Um, just to kind of tell you like where it's at right now. Okay. Um, Terminator Dark Fate has 70%, and it's, and it's fresh. It's still got 70? Yeah, it's still at 70. Uh, Zombieland 2 Double Tap, 68%. Uh. Um, let's see. We have um, Charlie's Angels, 52%. Literally close to Charlie's Angels. Wow. That's, um, that's, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, what else do we got here? How about uh, Harriet's even higher rate than uh, oh, yeah, that? Is, Harriet's is Harriet at 73.
0: Like, uh, yeah. Wow, really? Is that high? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Did you, did you see Harriet?
1: And, and the, I have not yet. It was one of the ones, I was kind of waiting for it to come to the uh, the cheap theater up the street just because. That's I probably, was a good, like,
0: probably a good bet.
1: Well, because <laughs> well, here's the thing. It, was, it had nothing to do, like, I just I, it was one of the ones I just did
0: not get around Russell, to. I wanted Russell to see hates, it. Russell hates slave liberation. Yeah, basically.
1: That's what I was trying to <laughs> do. <laughs> no, but it's like I wanted to see it. And it was one of the ones where I was just like, I kept wanting to see other films. Besides Harriet, like like I saw Honey Boy, um, uh, Honey Boy is so up? good. What else did I see? And then I saw what Dark Waters.
0: Dark Waters. And I still I, and
1: I still hadn't seen like so. I was choosing like films I really really wanted to see. Um, it just it just sucks because. Kind of how we were talking about it before, even with our you know our YouTube page and stuff like that, it's just because all these these like new releases keep coming out, and they release them three or, three or four a week. Oh, it's yeah. hard to stay on top of it.
0: Yeah, I, know. I mean, I I yeah. got to a point where I was seeing like two, three movies a day, like it was. Cool. And
1: I, yeah, and that's what I'm gonna have to do. Like I think right now, I'm like at the time of this, I'm four behind, like of what I want to see. So I mean, it's 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 not bad because there's only really two, there's three releases this week, with Bombshell coming too. Yeah, which... so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, none, none of the movies are doing critically that work that good this this weekend. I, think I that, was
1: really surprised about Bombshell too, being so like one sixty. So 60s.
0: The, the trailer looks fantastic, despite the fact that I keep seeing it and kind of. I, I really want to see the movie so I can stop seeing the trailer. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do
1: root for that too. Yes, because I've seen. Oh man, that's the other thing. Like, it's funny because like people will be watching like the trailers in the theater and i'm just sitting there like playing candy crush cuz it's like i have seen these before like i've seen all of them before i don't even have to see it i can hear it and i know what it is you know it's the
0: same thing with like yeah the one amc's pushing hard is the rhythm section the rhythm section Did I Blake Lai- that i see
1: like lively oh yeah, oh my god yeah that's it's everywhere
0: I swear, we're talking about where i she's swear like, the, i've seen she's on the plane. yeah i swear yeah, yeah. i've seen that trailer before every movie i've seen for the past like month and a half
1: yeah, she's the yeah legit. I've seen that probably yeah every single movie that I go to at Regal. That movie's always uh, one of the lineups and the trailers.
0: I don't know. I don't know why it's weird, but uh, yeah. regardless. I think you and I are both looking forward to Star Wars. I got my tickets. I'm seeing it Friday afternoon.
1: I will be seeing it Friday too. I have to work tomorrow evening, um, but um, I'm going to go see it Friday night.
0: Yeah, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 see how we feel about it when we do our because we're definitely reviewing this one. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of, actually, I, I, I forgot, I forgot what point I was trying to make. Holy shit, what was, what was I going to talk about next? Actually, you know what? Speaking of Disney, that's a, that's a good, that's a good enough segue. Uh, speaking of uh, Disney Plus, big hit. Everyone's using it. Everyone's loving it. Uh, the, the <laughs> they announced the newest movie that is going to be added to, or the, the newest movie being turned to a series for the platform. That is going to be the Tom Hanks classic, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, the, uh, movie, the one about the detective and his dog is going to be a Disney Plus procedural. I don't know if it's going to be procedural, but come on. You know it is. <laughs> but, uh, Russell, how do you feel about the movie Turner and Hooch?
1: I, I remember seeing it. It's been forever since I've seen it, but I remember enjoying it when I did see it. I had to have been, God, man, that movie was what, late late 80s, early 90s? Uh,
0: Turner and Hooch in 89.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so it was like right. Moment. It was yeah. like
0: right before Tom Hanks like blew up because the I'm trying to think. the nineties. The nineties was Tom Hanks's decade.
1: Oh, for sure. I I remember seeing it. It's been so long. I don't really, really can't comment on it. I remember like liking it enough, but I don't. I, again, I'm I'm gonna I'm beating a dead horse when I say I don't really think we need to make a, uh, you know, a, a TV show about it.
0: I mean, we all know what happened to to Hooch in the movie, and it's well, I'm not gonna spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but. It yeah. takes a really unexpected turn.
1: <laughs> things, things took a quick left turn.
0: <laughs> like it took no, not a quick, a hard left. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I remember I saw Turnabout sh- a while back. It's been a while since I revisited. It. I remember liking it fine.
1: Yeah, I need to revisit it.
0: I I, I might have to revisit that. Yeah, I mean it, it helps having Tom Hanks, who I I love. I love that man in almost everything. Almost Forrest Gump was standing. <laughs> uh yeah, uh, it's going to be very curious to see how you make the show happen and not make it canine. Remember those movies with, uh, J- with Jim Belushi?
1: Oh, yeah, the canine films, absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, so uh, speaking of box office, oh, we weren't speaking of box office, but talk about, let's talk about box office because Jumanji, the next level, uh, is doing very well. Uh, nearly doubled the opening box office of the first one, opened to, let me just... Let, let let me check some other site because Bahaus Mojo sucks now. Thanks, I don't I- like
1: that new format by the way.
0: Thanks IMDB. let's just let's just go ahead and um
1: oh yeah, and IMDB's different now too.
0: yeah, it is so uh, it opened to uh, 59.3 50, million, which is jeez yeah. which is about double what the first one did. and it's so far it's made uh, about two hundred and twenty four million worldwide against a but against an astoundingly low budget. Of 125 to 132 million. I'm surprised it's that low, honestly.
1: Yeah, seriously, especially with like Rock salary and other the, ro- the Rock, like salary, especially
0: in Art, the lo- the locations. It's yeah. I'm, I'm surprised it's that low, but regardless, it looks like this movie is gonna be. Well, first of all, it's gonna be interesting to see because the first one didn't open big, but the thing is, it had legs. Like it had really great legs. That movie almost made a billion dollars. It's gonna yeah. be interesting to see how how much like this one has, especially because that one was following Star Wars. This was preceding it.
1: But if but if the reviews aren't favorable for Star Wars, then more people still go see Jumanji. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, but uh, regardless, I think that I mean, you, you didn't see it. I did. I think Jumanji I, the next. I level, really do want to see it. Uh, Jumanji the next level or Tremanji because the last one was Tumanji. Manji. Uh, I think I think it's fun. I think it, it look, is. It f-
1: looks fun for sure. It's
0: a lot of repeat, but I like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the elements they do introduce, the new elements they introduce are actually pretty clever and pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, the the cast, the cast is great, and without giving it away, it ends in a way where it sets up a possibility for a third film.
1: I mean, that's not really spoiling anything. You can't, I, the writing was on the wall on that one.
0: Which I guess would be Qua Manji. Qua uh, Manji, too many manjis.
1: Qua uh, Manji. <laughs> that'll, that'll be your title.
0: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't talk because you've been seen it. I'd be very curious to see... Uh, the, set, the thing they set up I'd be very curious to see actually like happen because it'd be, I, think it'd be, I think it'd be actually relatively interesting to see how this <laughs> would go and uh, yeah uh, Jumanji next level playing in a theater in a year go check it out uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, speaking of properties being rebooted uh, Power Rangers Power <laughs> another Power Rangers movie is coming uh, for those of you who may have forgot I think we may or may not have covered it I don't remember uh, but the of course pa- Power Rangers is a big Saban property but Saban recently sold the rights to, to Hasbro and Hasbro's trying to get a new movie off the ground what I think is going to Paramount because they're they're usually the one that make Hasbro movies because you know they did, they did Transformers they did GI Joe uh but yeah so Russell did you, you did you see 2017's Power Rangers?
1: Yeah, I really liked it. It was one of the surprising hits for me because I um, I really didn't grow up watching the show. Um, this this, this it just your time, wasn't it, it? It was. Um, I was. Yeah. Again, I was caught in between, like fa- like phases of life where I was like younger, but I was getting older too. So it was like, yeah. Um, but I, watching that one, I was actually pleasantly surprised, and I actually did like it a lot. I, I, I own it on Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, I I actually do kind of feel bad for that new cast because I feel like the. I think the movie was fun, definitely, undeniably flawed, but I thought it was fun. Yeah, for sure. The new cast, I think, was the highlight of that yeah, one. I do like all those actors. But, well, yeah, I, would, I mostly, would agree. I like the chemistry liked they most, had. I liked most of those actors. Yeah. Basically, everyone except Becky G, because she was she was bad. <laughs> um, But yeah, I do think it sucks that we're not going to see another one with those guys, because I do think they really, I do think they really had, they were the ones that kind of held that film together.
1: Yeah, they had a nice chemistry together. And I, I enjoyed it. That's another reason why it was like a pleasant surprise. It was fun. It was a fun film.
0: Uh, but this new reboot is coming from the creator of the Netflix series. Uh, it, it's oh, okay. It's not officially, but it is. It's uh, coming from the creator of the Netflix series. It's the end of the fucking world, which I'm going to take a wild goddamn guess and say you, ha- you haven't seen. Uh, you would be correct. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I have. It's actually quite. It's actually quite good. I'm very curious to see what this guy would do. With uh with the Power Rangers property, and I I don't know if I can't remember if I read this or not, but it sounds like it could be true. I think this movie going to be actually set in the '90s because okay. Ka- because Catherine Marvel made a bunch of money, so why not? Sure. <laughs> uh, so what I think they should do, which is something the Power Rangers movies had not done yet, because we we've had like an adaptation of the show, we've had the quote unquote gritty realistic version of Power Rangers. The, this next one needs to be like the Brady Bunch movie of Power Rangers. It needs to be like really tongue in cheek, really like you know, hey, we're like wink and nod. We know this is stupid, but just go along with it. I think that's the way you can get this movie to like really succeed. Groovy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Straight in mind, Russell. Now, now you understand. There you go. I, th- I think that's. I think that's the way you can make a Power Rangers movie work in, in the modern day. Yeah, I mean, I could
1: see it. Like I said, like and kind of echo what you said again. I just it is really kind of unfortunate that we're not getting another Power Rangers film from the you know same cast that we just had a couple years ago. Because, like I said, that movie was surprisingly fun. I walked out of it like superly surprised. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it very much, and I really, I really did come out liking it a lot.
0: Yeah, and so yeah, uh, this movie is probably gonna probably. I'm not gonna say if it happens, it's probably going to because Paramount. And Hasbro really good getting these properties off the ground, and yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see how it turns out. I'm very curious. Uh, next piece we're talking about. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, so Phil Lord and Chris Miller are teaming with the Ready or Not directors on a bear-themed horror comedy. Uh, there's no word on what the plot of this movie is going to be, but it's been described as uh, the. <laughs> it's been described. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been described as Good Boys meets The Revenant. Okay. Take with Ooh. that. Take with that. What you will? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> to call sexual harassment panda to come help these boys. <laughs> um, uh, so, did did you actually see Ready or Not? I did. I really enjoyed that film. I
1: really really liked that a lot. Uh, yeah,
0: I thought that was a very good movie.
1: It kind of reminded me. It, it, it's like reminded me, like in, in parts. Did you ever see
0: your next? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It's your okay. next. Yeah, it's your next with the comedy dialed up quite a bit. Yeah, I yeah, completely agree. Uh, but yeah, I do think that these are t- uh, four very interesting creators. I'm, pr- I'm assuming that Lord Miller are probably going to be producers or executive producers. I'll be very curious that any put on the story, but yeah, I th- I feel like this premise is absurd. But there's any team that could make this work. I feel there's a, few, there's a few that can make this work, but if there's any one team out of many that can make this work, these guys are these guys are a good choice.
1: Yeah, I mean the the concept sounds like really interesting. So yeah, I, I I'd be curious to see how they come about this.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Uh, next piece, in, next story. Uh, the dirty The Dirty Dozen is getting a remake, and it just selects a director in Mr. David Ayer. Whose last directorial effort was actually? I was wrong. I was gonna say his last directorial effort was Suicide Squad. I was wrong. Right. It was actually Brights. So uh, yeah, he, outside of uh, End of Watch, this guy. Oh, and Fury. This guy doesn't have the best track record. <laughs>
1: okay. No, End that. of Watch was was really really good. I did not see Fury. Fury's pretty but good I've heard, too. But I've heard great things about it. Um, we, Bright. Are, I didn't. I didn't see. But Suicide speak, Squad. I did see. Obviously.
0: My, speaking to my, you know, our uh, bigger point. Is David Ayer good?
1: I mean, I would say he's more missed than hit.
0: He probably yeah, I, I think I think that stands to logic. I mean, End of Watch was terrific. Like, uh, it's, it, really it, it's, it's
1: it's it's a damn shame that um and Fury from what I hear and, and, and you saying that, you know, is good and then you have Bright, which was a big thing at when Netflix like you know you get those like those one those big movies like from Net, Netflix gets and they talk about it for a couple weeks, like Bird Box was the same way. Bright, um but um, yeah, I didn't see Bright. It, it just oh, didn't, didn't look. Oh no, it didn't, oh. Look, it, didn't, it didn't look. It didn't look it for me. It just it didn't look like appealing at all to me.
0: See, I thought I thought it looked good, and I was yeah, I was horribly horribly disappointed. See, I'm so happy that I
1: did. I I, I went with my gut instinct on it. I just it was one of those ones. Gonna, I was we're, like, we're dang. gonna
0: review that one day. Well, why not? <laughs> because this should, Be- sure, because movie uh, just because. But hey, that's getting a sequel. <laughs> Although here's the thing, I don't think Bright is bad because of David Ayer. I think, I think the thing, the, the few things in Bright that do work, are him. I'd feel like he's just let down by a bad script.
1: I mean, Suicide Squad was awful too. So Su- yeah, but
0: Suicide Squad's okay. It's not all on him. It's mostly on him. But but
1: the, the 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 script writing is bad though too. I mean, I think we can easily say that
0: too. Oh yeah, no, I I I don't disagree with you. Yeah, but for he, sure, he, he didn't write Bright. That's the thing. He didn't he didn't write that one. Okay, so that's kind of about He's just directing what
1: he, what's put in
0: front of him, then? Yeah, I think he, yeah. I think he's writing the sequel, though, because it is getting a okay. sequel. Uh, but yeah, Derry doesn't. are you familiar with the original?
1: Uh, I am familiar with the original, I, uh, another classic I have not seen that I, I sh- probably should see. But yeah, I'm totally familiar with the uh, concept.
0: Yeah, I can't remember if this was... Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of the wrong one. I, I, I'm thinking of uh, fucking shit. Great was... Escape? No, 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 no. Um... Oh, it was one Mel Gibson was just now. Oh, Wild Bunch. I was thinking of Wild Bunch for a second, I was like, no, that's not correct, but because I thought wasn't Mel Gibson gonna do this one? No, he's doing Wild Bunch, which I think is another interesting choice. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the dairy dozen, I think you could adapt. You could do it again. I don't think you I don't think you need to, but maybe it'll be the one to get David Ayer back on track.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can modernize it.
0: I'm sure you I'm sure he could. I'm sure, like he, he could make like, make it like a period piece film because, yeah, we we saw what he did with Fury, and like the World War II stuff, and that was that was really good. I mean, I know you haven't seen it, but I'm telling you, it was a, he did a really good job uh, with the World War II setting, and you know, uh, with revolving around like a group of people, so or, or like yeah. a small unit of people. So I think he, I think he could pull this off. So our next story on the docket is uh, the Dr. Sleep Blu-ray has been announced, and it was announced that a special feature on the Blu-ray will be a 188-minute director's cut. Nice. Uh, did you see Dr. Sleep, the regular cut? I, I did, I, and I enjoyed it. Now, are you interested in seeing a, the, the three-hour version?
1: Uh, you know what? And... I know what you're gonna say, but I, I know Doctor Sleep did move a little slow, but I, it was it was a, it was a fun slow burn for me. I, I did enjoy it, so yeah, I, I will. I, I'm 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 on board for the uh, for the director's cut.
0: I'm very interested in what like what he cut out because that's that's almost an hour <laughs> of other stuff he's it's, putting. On it's
1: now. it's crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole lot of stuff. Because, but um, I mean, I'm I'm curious, and not just because like I said I really enjoyed the film. I know I the box too. office. Box Office wasn't really favorable to it. It did get critically like it was critically accepted. Like and, and how we just were talking about it, it's um uh, fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, not it, like saying that's like
0: the No not like a ben, not like, like the benchmark of a good film. The gold but,
1: standard. But I mean it, it does tell you that there are a lot of people out there that enjoy the film.
0: Yeah, plus you know, it made something work that I didn't think I didn't think was inherently possible.
1: I, I like how they tried to merge the worlds together. I think that was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, merging the merging Stephen King's literary work with what Kubrick did, who Yeah. I, look, uh, we talked we, we actually did a review of the show and you can check that on our Classic Feed, but uh we, we both love the film, but we both yeah. admit it's not it's not a great adaptation of the book. And I think it kinda of bring. I think it kind of rectifies things King didn't like about the first movie. While also uh, you know, celebrating and uh, throwing back the themes of Stanley Kubrick's original, which I really dig.
1: Yeah, I, and I do like how it it like it kind of honors it, like Doctor Sleep. It's not trying to like one up The Shining. I think it's basically just trying to honor it, and I like that. Um, I know, like, like I I had an annoying group of women in the uh, the movie theater that I was in. Um, oh yeah, you told me yeah. about this. <laughs> Yes, and it was like like she's like getting ready for the bar scene. She's like, "Oh, Jack Nicholson's going to be in this scene." I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, "Jack Nicholson's like almost 80. Like he's not going to be in this like at all."
0: And it was- like <laughs> it's you not Jack happen. Nicholson. You got Elliot from ET. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I said, like, "Jesus God, he's not going to be in
1: it. All right, stop." Um, but can um not- yeah, it was not? super annoying. It was just one of those bad movie going experiences I'll I'll always remember now.
0: Yeah, that sucks, but yeah, that Doctor, Doctor Sleep is still a good film.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and I absolutely will absolutely look forward to uh, watching the director's guy. I think that'll be fun, and that might even be something fun to revisit later on down the road.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, next story, uh, going to Netflix, our streaming story of the day. Or I guess our other streaming story of the day. Uh, Netflix is making another He-Man show. Now, I know what you're thinking. Didn't we just talk about the Kevin Smith uh, Match of the Universe show? This is a different thing. So in addition yeah. to the Kevin Smith miniseries, which will be traditionally animated, uh, this will be an actual series and it's going to be computer generated. So Netflix really going all in on He-Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say so.
0: Okay, so now, if you're given the choice between the CG animated He-Man and Kevin Smith's 2D He-Man miniseries, which one one are you more interested in?
1: I'm kind of more interested in somebody who actually likes the property and I think would do it justice. I would go with the Kevin Smith one, just because, you know what I mean? There's a reason why he wants to tackle that. Um, The other one... I, I don't know who would be behind it, and I don't know their intentions. You
0: know what I mean? <laughs> what What do you intend to do with He Man? What do you t- yeah, What do you intend to do with half naked man and a tiger? You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, it's I one it.
1: of those things where I feel like you know Kevin Smith's like he's he's nerdy. He's like one of us, and I think when he really likes something, he's he like, likes it a lot. So I think that with his passion behind He Man, I think he's going to do pretty good things with it. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of curious to see his stuff, as opposed to, like how we said, just the, um,
0: just the Netflix. You know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Uh, and final story we're talking about. We have some photos to discuss, uh, because we had our first images from the upcoming Bill and Ted Face the Music. Which, by the way, I can't believe we're actually getting. I cannot we believe we are. We are, we are finally legit. getting Bill and Ted three. Yeah. And we don't really see a whole lot. I mean, we see their back in the telephone booth. Uh, we see them talking to death about William Sadler, who, look? no offense to the guy, he looks old as fuck now. Um, He looks like death. He He literally like, looks leg- like
1: death. Like legit <laughs> death. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we clearly see two examples of, in, this, in that one picture, we see two examples of the years being kind and unkind to someone. Kind, Keanu Reeves, and... To be unkind. fair, Alex Windsor. Alex Windsor looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unkind William Sadler. Uh yes. And uh, we get our picture of the the last one was of the daughters. One uh, one played by Samara Weaving, Whether from, from Ready or Not, and the other play. I don't. I can't remember the other actress' name, but she looks exactly like young like young Keanu Reeves. If when if he got a sex change when he was younger. because <laughs> <That's> <laughs> do, doesn't he? Doesn't she? Doesn't she like really look like Keanu Reeves? Are you sending this to me? Oh, have, you, have you not seen these? No, I saw the one. I saw the one
1: where they're in a phone booth.
0: Oh, okay, well, let me let me let me let me send these to you real quick.
1: Send it to me. I'm, I got my phone up right now.
0: Uh, we also see our first look at Kid Cuddy, who, not gonna lie, I'm a little disappointed that he's not the time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> because come, because come on, why 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 would you not let him be? Why would you not make him the time traveler?
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think.
0: I don't. I don't kind of that we don't know who's going to be the time traveler in this one, just because you know George Carlin, sadly, no longer with us. All right, I just need okay. a picture. Oh wow! Yeah, doesn't the girl look like like little Keanu Reeves? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a great casting on that part. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just happy this movie actually got made.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It took so long uh, for it to actually finally happen.
0: I mean, you had to wait for Keanu Reeves to come back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, they're way for the Renaissance,
0: and now we get. So we're getting Bill and Ted three and Matrix four within within the same year, actually, because they're both they're both and we get, well they're both coming out. I think May in their respective years. Like this one is May twenty twenty. The next one's May twenty twenty one. Keanu is already, is already. I'm assuming he's already started growing his beard back and started training in gung fu for both Matrix and jell four. So yeah, uh Keanu Reeves is getting a lot he's getting a lot of play. Can't wait for speed for speed three and Johnny mnemonic two. Why
1: why can't we just go back and just do speed two again? Speed two speed, ignore it. <laughs> just or just do cruise control, just do it with uh Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves yeah. Put him back on
0: he's back on a boat.
1: <laughs> let's we're, let's get this cruise control under under wrapped here, guys. Because the other one sucked. Uh oh, speed two is so bad. Like, it's really bad. So bad.
0: bad. Uh and, yeah, that's the, that's the last of the news to talk about. So speaking of bad sequels, let's get to the, our movie of the week, Home Alone 2. Uh, so a little background on Home Alone I'm a huge fan of the first Home Alone. I'm I am too. You are too. Yeah, the first Home Alone came out in 1990, and it was a monster hit. Spent an astounding 12 consecutive weeks at number one at the box office. That just, that just doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't
1: um, and I think because now I think movies nowadays are just so about that quick buck uh, it it couldn't happen now, do you know what I mean 'cause there's everybody's trying to put products out to try to like sell the here and now,
0: but you also sell so have so many yeah. big properties coming out just so close to each other,
1: and that's the thing that's what that's the age we're in now, um and I think we the box office is a lot different in nineteen ninety as opposed to now, I mean, you know, obviously, but yeah, that's still an accomplishment,
0: no, it really is. Uh, so naturally, of course, New Line put a sequel in, into order to deliver people all the same character, the same laughs, and the same comedy. And I do mean the same comedy. Yeah, yeah fun, fun drinking for people, for people listening at home. Take a drink for every time we say something is similar, if not the same, as the first time. Uh, but let's not waste any more time. Let's get into Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. You see the you see the immediate problem already. How can he be home alone? How can he be home alone and lost in New York at the same time?
1: Oh boy, you're just not gonna be kind to this film, huh?
0: No, no, I'm not. That's that's my job. <laughs> All right. So but you know, maybe there's more to this film than meets the eye. Trans Transformers. Two thousand seven.
1: Can can I just point out a little fun fact. I don't know if you noticed this. Maybe I was noticing it just because I I'm a fan of of Coke. But did you notice that Fuller drank Pepsi in Home Alone One? And oh, now, now, that, now, now he got, drinks Coke.
0: Now they got a more lucrative sponsor from Coke. Yeah.
1: So I just, I really thought that was kind of funny. Because I wonder how many people actually paid attention that he was drinking Pepsi in the first one. Remember when and Pepsi then, was, well, nice I remember
0: Coke. because on the VHS. On the VHS, like, there was, like, a big Pepsi commercial at the beginning. where yeah. It's like, it's the choice of the new generation. And then Coke said, bullshit. <laughs> Here's more money. <laughs>
1: I just thought it was funny, because it, like, it was like, okay, so Fuller really had different tastes. I mean, I love Coke more than Pepsi, but I just thought it was kind of funny that, um,
0: yeah. It, it, honestly, a little fun fact, But that's a, all. Every, everyone loves Coke. If you like Pepsi more than Coke, you're the devil. That, that's Seriously. the only explanation.
1: Seriously, you're not right.
0: No, you're not. Uh, but anyways... We open with practically the same music, with practically the same credits, with the same, with the same exterior <laughs> shot, followed by the same interior shot. The and shot the same record. director, and, Chris Columbus. Yeah, look, I know you're. I, I know this is supposed to be like in the same style, but come on, you could at least move the camera stands from the last shoot.
1: <laughs> All they needed was Joe Pesci standing there. <laughs> like, what
0: are That's you it. doing here? <laughs> Did you get arrested,
1: <laughs> dude? <laughs> Didn't you try to hurt our son?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, if you see that uh no, the house is the house is still run amuck, everyone's mostly got the sa- mostly got the same character as the first one. Buzz is still a bully, Fuller, even though he's upgraded drinks now, still a bedwetter, Uncle Frank is still a cheapskate, and Macaulay Culkin's still waiting for the blue fairy to make him a real boy.
1: And Kevin's dad's still rich.
0: Yeah, well, we'll get we'll get we'll get into how Richie is later, but <laughs> let's talk about arguably the biggest one of the biggest problems with this with this film. Macaul- Macaulay Culkin's not very good in it. Can we just call this movie "Coincidence
1: Lost in New York" again? No, we'll get to that in a second. But like, okay, because there are so many coincidences in this whole entire film.
0: Believe, believe us. We'll get we'll, we'll get okay. We'll get to it. But yeah, okay. let's talk about Macaulay Culkin's Macaul- performance because, like I said, it's not very good. But honestly, it's not entirely his fault.
1: But he doesn't have to be. That's the thing. Because they were selling it on the premise that everybody liked the first one. I liked the second one too, fine. Obviously, liked the first one more because um, it was that original idea. But I think Macaulay Calkins doing what Macaulay Calkins asked to do in this film. You know what I mean? Well, that's
0: the thing. Like, uh, yeah. All actors, especially kid actors, have to place a lot of faith in their directors. And not to mention, look, he already had to do his performance once in 1990, and he became, yeah. he became a megastar. And like, I it was huge. I looked yeah. it up. I had no idea how big Macaulay Culkin was in the early '90s. Like he was, he was everywhere. He
1: was huge, and it was funny because I looked like him when I was younger because you really? I had the bull haircut and I had like the, the 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 blonde, the sunshine blonde hair. And um, I remember one Christmas, there's a picture of me with this purple sweater, Home Alone two sweater, with me like putting my hands on my face like the Home Alone, like the first Home Alone. It's kind of funny. I don't know where that's at. If that ever does surface, uh, I will be sure to post it on. Post it on the page because t- I want to see that. Absolutely. absolutely. I, I can't find it. I've been trying to find it and dig around for it because my, my wife's been trying to uh, – wanted to see it. I, I remember clear as day, though. It's one of the Christmas pictures I have. i got to try to find it and put it up.
0: But, yeah. So, like, I, I, think, I think that the whole thing, like, the environment, because you, you think about, like, all the attention he got – and, yeah. and the entire stardom and the like, all his stardom, like it's gonna result in this kind of performance, like the, you know, the the fuck you, I'm as cool shit, man, performance.
1: But on top of it though, they're not gonna shy away from it and try to break the whole entire character and Kevin go completely different because that didn't like this is what sold in 1990. They want to kind of keep that same type of. Uh, you know, rhythm and routine going because they don't want to take a chance to make it. A, you know what I mean? A different film, but also they his, want to recycle it. A
0: lot like, also, a lot of his line, but also like his line reads a good amount of them are just really bad, like, really
1: bad. <laughs> Yeah, they I mean obviously I mean you're looking at a movie that's what 27 years old now which is crazy. That's nuts. Um but uh yeah, I mean the the dialogue is weak in the film. I mean I'm not going to be the, you know, I'm not going to, you know, contend that but um I like I said I really think that they just wanted to play it safe and just kind of almost kind of how you said rehash what we already saw 2 years prior.
0: Uh that being said, let's make let's make fun of coca Culkin like crazy. So <laughs> we see him messing with his talk boy trying oh, his talk boy the biggest product placement in this film
1: which, which is so great
0: by the way i ended up have buying one?
1: one later on down the road um at like at kmart had it and i remember by you couldn't find that thing anywhere when it when
0: it came out oh yeah i bet, I bet this thing was yeah. huge. it was huge it was crazy like, <laughs> yep he broke Like his mom answering questions his mom's asking questions he's recording and like playing it back i i'm assuming he's trying to see if he can literally phone his performance
1: now can i just talk about the first coincidence of the film uh go ahead Okay, so the first coincidence of the film happens to be that he just happens to be taping the television commercial for a hotel.
0: Not to mention that not to mention that <laughs> dollar store microphone gets the clearest audio <laughs> I've ever heard. Uh, I mean,
1: it, it just so happens that this may be a hotel we come back to later on. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, we'll see. But
0: yeah, yeah, the Plaza Hotel. The um a very famous hotel actually. I think this is where Eloise yeah. took place, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, so we find out that oh, <laughs> we also find out that they're going to Florida this time for Christmas. No Paris, we're gonna keep it local, guys. And we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it in state this time.
1: We're keeping it domestic, guys.
0: I also do love the scene where just like, look, your grandma got you a clown to play with in the pool. He's like, how exciting! Like, is is it exciting? Because it seems that seems very similar to all the other times you're legitimately excited in this film but like
1: but why would you hand the gift off if it wasn't going to come back later i mean
0: yeah but but yeah, uh, anyway yeah, so anyway, but anyway remember remember all the things that had to go wrong in the first movie for for Kevin Doyle come and run to be like the airport well this time this time now all it is is just the alarm clock being unplugged and plugged back in
1: i will say we'll talk about it when we get there but but this airport scene really pisses me off watching this now cuz you cuz your tsa <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, well, not only the TSA thing, but it's just, like, this the whole fucking setup of this fucking, like, they're running, like, uh, why can't he wait to go on the fucking plane to put his batteries in his
0: fucking talk? Uh, again, again, okay, so, yeah, uh, later, <laughs> later, later. Okay, first, anyway. First, we have to see Macaulay Culkin record, recording his uncle singing in the shower. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. Uh, which <laughs> I love the line where it's like, "Get out of here, little nose, little perunga, i slap you silly." Which, ironically, at this, at the time, at, well, no, not this time. At this time, right now, McCullough might be the only person in Hollywood to not be told that. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, we then we then cut to the pageant where, it's a weird assortment of characters. I think it's like it's it's Kevin, Buzz, and the other brother whose name I can never remember—the the, redhead one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I I know I can I can see him. Um, name unknown.
0: Yeah, uh, but anyway, they're they're in the <laughs> choir. and Kevin's got a solo, but Buzz messes with him by putting candles behind his head, and the theater just fucking loves it. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> like, it th- th- is. Th- th- yeah, th- this au- this pageant audience is more easily impressed than the full house studio audience.
1: But um, how perfect is the scene when he turns around?
0: Oh yeah, uh, he yeah he turns around, punches Buzz, and because it's a Family Matters episode now, it's much bigger and over the top because he knocks down the entire choir and sends an old lady. I do like the part where the old, where the tree comes down, and knocks the old lady off the piano. Dude, she have got crippled on that dude. She <laughs> was up
1: high. Dude. Yeah, she, she was up high on that stage. She, was on the, she,
0: she did a backflip on that. Shit. Absolutely, dude. She'd have been. She'd have been in the hospital. Oh no, you're sure. you uh, dead. Kevin Kevin killed a lady. Yeah,
1: Kevin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's gonna be in jail now.
0: But this but this scene shows that weirdly enough, the only character to have some like real growth is Buzz. Like he like granted, he's still a bully, but now he he's a much smarter bully. Like he's like, oh, okay. he's like the yeah. brainiac of bullies. He he has a bigger vocabulary, he knows how to manipulate, he's he's but wittier, we, he's funnier.
1: But we also kind of sympathize with Kevin. I think we did that in the first one. So no, we where did. we kind of see that he is kind of like the bottom of the you know, the bottom of the bull. Um, almost like the black sheep of the family. You know what I mean? Um, and that, But that's the other thing that gets us, like the audience, kind of inra- wrapped up in this film because we kind of sympathize with Kevin. We feel bad for him, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, but this is the exact same setup as the first.
1: <laughs> and again, it's, it's, it's beating an old horse, but I mean, again, that's what sold in two years prior, and I think that's kind of why they, they played a safe bet and kind of just was like, eh, we'll just repeat the tropes. Kind of like what Force Awakens did with A New Hope.
0: Not, not to mention when Buzz insults Kevin. This time it's a lot more, you know, family friendly. Yeah, Cause like he calls him a trout sniffer. But remember, the, remember the first, remember the first movie where he's just like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't share him with you. You were growing on my ass.
1: Yeah, it's gotten a little bit more tame, a little bit more PG.
0: Yeah, but oh, but oh no, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin freaks out and is sent up to the basement again, where we again we get n- another set where he's like, if I have my own money. I'd go on my own vacation. Which did 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 you did you learn anything from the first film?
1: Well, you got your wish last year. Maybe you'll get it again this year.
0: D- you don't say
1: that shit. <laughs> I hope so.
0: Especially with what happened the last time we took a vacation.
1: What's well, it's fun- Yeah, yeah. It is, and that, that's just that is super funny
0: though. Yeah, but anyways, uh, we go to, we go to the next. Actually, not the next one. We go to the next shot where uh coincidentally a paper with a headline of the wet bandits escape from prison during a riot because yeah they can't rob they can't beat a nine-year-old at his own house but they can escape from prison
1: another coincidence we'll talk about later
0: yeah <laughs> uh, this, uh we also see that that this, once again lot. uh they had they won't well, they uh slept in to miss their flight to the airport uh because <laughs> remember when he unplugged remember when he unplugged the clock Turned out that was the only clock in the house. Yeah, they have one clock for a house of fourteen people, and they don't check it before bed.
1: Well, let, let's keep in mind though, he couldn't set his cell phone because we didn't have it back then. But if you were getting up early for something, wouldn't he have rechecked that?
0: I mean, I, I, I get paranoid checking my my alarm to make before class in the morning.
1: Well, like when I go to work, like I have my alarm set like every morning, but I always make sure my volume's turned up max, and I always make sure it's. A.M., not P.M., because it would be easy to kind of slip that up sometimes. I, I would love to slip that up sometimes, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, but they scream at the wall for really no reason. <laughs> yeah. You hear that wall? Ah! Yeah, speed out the film, play Williams, not cracker music, and I give, give Kevin credit this time. He at least made it as far as the airport. I do like the opening
1: scene, though, when, when they're counting tickets, and he grabs the ticket because you don't think he's there. She has it. She's like 13. He goes 14. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I just think that was kind of fun because it's like, oh, okay, well, we have him here. So, what the hell's going to happen now?
0: But yeah, this, 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 this is the scene you were talking about where he's just, yeah. like, I need batteries for my Talkboy radio. I'm like the dad being like, sit down, shut up. We're extremely late and this is not a priority. I'll give you the uh, yeah. batteries later.
1: Yeah, it's like, I, we'll get it later. But like, you know, Kevin's so hard headed, he wants to get the batteries and put them in his Talkboy right then and there. Because why? Well, because we need this to happen.
0: Yeah. Because we, we we need, it's
1: like, it's just, it's
0: filler. But the dad just so happens to put the, to put the bag down.
1: And who's wearing it? Like, just coincidentally, that the guy's wearing the same type of coat.
0: Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, we have a guy with the same haircut and the same coat. Uh, and we, and we had this, these parents have such short, <laughs> have such short sight that they don't think to, you know, run behind their kids. Yeah, but then the other
1: thing I have to say with that one, because they were talking later on, they'll talk about it, but did you go through the security screening together? Well, because I work at an airport, you guys, the, like, a security screening, they would all be together because you don't want to separate family from each other. Well, this, so is, this, is, also would, this
0: is also pre-9-11 security. So.
1: Well, well, yeah, but I'm saying if this, hypothetically, present day, you know what I mean, they would all be together. And, right. like, you would think just because of the fact that, you know, Uh, Kevin's mom and dad lost Kevin, like, you know, obviously had this happen last year. You think, case in point, well, we better make a better attempt to make sure everybody's together or at least break the group up and have, like, you know, adults responsible for half and then, you know, a couple you know, responsible for the other half.
0: But, yeah, uh, this is like another thing. Like, when I was younger, my parents would never let me walk behind them. No, I always no, had. I, I, I always much, had to walk yeah. in front of them where they can see me.
1: And it's still, still, still true as day now. Like Ella, anytime Ella's out, she's always walking in front of me. She's always on my line of sight. Like I, I, I can't believe, and especially as crowded of a place as you know uh, an O'Hare Airport, and not let alone during the busiest time of travel season. I mean, that would never happen.
0: Yeah, that brings us to a larger point. The McAllisters are the worst. Yeah, they're not very good. But they, CYS should probably take the kids from them. C, C, yeah, C, CPS, get on this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, uh, Miss, Mrs. McAllister might be might be the worst mom ever in movies.
1: But then she comes around and has those great scenes with Kevin, and it's just like, God damn you. <laughs>
0: uh, but, yeah, so, Ke- <laughs> so Kevin goes running in after the guy who looks like his dad, and, and he drops his boarding pass, and he's just like, okay, look, board him, but find his dad before you leave him. So make sure you find fan before you leave them Well, not, again, 9-11 hasn't happened yet, so <laughs> security's pretty yeah, but,
1: relaxed. Yeah, but again, this is where the – I wish they would have had – obviously, the interaction doesn't happen, but the – the uh, the whatever, the gate agent or whatever should have said something. Oh, what, where are you guys headed to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or they would have had on the sign, they would have signs to where, you know, obviously on the gate, it would say where it's going, destination. You know what I mean? So that that kinda like bothers me a little bit. But, an-
0: an- but another another like weird thing where it's like there was a line that they had when they were in the van where just like, you know, they're not sitting together because they were lucky to be on the same flight because it was so crowded. Yeah. But if that's the case, how did Kevin find an entity on the New York flights? <laughs> because everybody's going to Miami.
1: <laughs> Everyone's know. going to Miami. Yeah, forget it. yeah, that which makes no sense because you would want to go in a court. like you would want to go towards the I mean Christmas mecca of the world is usually New York City in the Christmas time. You know, what I mean, it's it's so symbolic with obviously Miracle on 34th Street and just like you know the whole Macy's Day Parade setting up for you know Santa coming for Christmas and the whole lighting the trees and all that stuff. Man, it's yeah, it's like the mecca for, for that. So I don't yeah. know. I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> people are traveling more heavily towards uh, Miami, I guess.
0: We also get another debate. <laughs> I wonder. I also wonder. Do you think American Airlines is proud of this? Is proud of this product placement? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, just put up, just put up the the tagline: American Airlines losing your luggage and your children.
1: <laughs> never, never so easy.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, but we also get another debailey funny scene where it's with Kevin talking to a guy next to him who's speaking French, and then he just like it's the scene where he slowly like looks over. But like, I know it seems weird, but but like in the context of the movie, it's just it's. <laughs> it doesn't seem that funny, but the Wachowski movie is just weird as hell because yeah. we know he's looking at the audience, but in this case, there is no audience.
1: It is super weird because of the fact that like Kevin's speaking to him in English, he doesn't understand it, but yet he's kind of shoot back in French, and Kevin's not understanding it at all. And obviously, this is the coincidence now where he just so happens to be putting his headphones on as the stewardess is telling them where they're going to be, their destination is going to go. <laughs> but well, yeah uh, but like
0: is. imagine I was talking to you and I just like slowly turned to the side I would stop talking. Away. <laughs> it was just like yeah that'd be super weird right
1: yeah and it'd be like um uh, okay we're done with this okay yeah
0: yeah <laughs> and then, like I don't know why i don't know why the guy can insist on continuing talking that's that's not a good point
1: yeah
0: but yeah uh kevin get kevin gets to the airport i do love the scene where we're like give us to Kevin give us to Kevin give us to Kevin which Kevin's they got all, they got all the yeah. way to baggage claim without realizing Kevin wasn't there.
1: Which is, and again, that's why my wife was laughing. She, she's like, yeah, she's like, obviously you would have everybody there together. But it was funny because Fuller hands it to Kevin and then he goes, Kevin's not here. And then he passes it all the way back. And it's funny because Kevin's mom literally hands the bag to the dad and goes, Kevin, Kevin's not here. And then we have to pause for a little bit to do our you know, our dramatic reaction. Kevin's not here. What?
0: Huh. Wait a minute.
1: Kevin.
0: Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, we should we should know Fuller's played by someone who is weirdly not the best actor of all the Culkins. It's Ke- I think it's Kieran,
1: Kieran Culkin, yeah, Kieran,
0: who is going to be like a really good actor. He's great. He's great on that show, Billions. Okay. Not, not, not Billions. Su- succession. Succession. He okay. Scott Pilgrim. Really good actor. There. Really good actor. That Kieran Culkin. Uh, but uh, Kevin realized that, oh, no, I I somehow got on the wrong plane. How did this happen?
1: I love how he asked the lady. Obviously, when he lands, he looks out the window, and you see this big, huge cityscape. Obviously, you know it's not Florida. <laughs> There's em- no em- palm trees. Empire,
0: State, Empire State Building. World Trade Statue Center. Liberty World Trade Center. What city could this be? Your, what city? What city is that? It's New York, sir. Not to mention there's like you look at the you look at the like the show the stewardess is not the steward is the the assistant at the desk. There's a goddamn sign right behind her. Oh, uh, another little fun fact that my wife was like pointing
1: out as we're watching this. Um when the gates closing and the the flight attendants are coming out as the gates closing, she, that's not really real cuz it takes it takes so long for flight attendants to like deboard the plane. They're they're usually out like much later. It doesn't happen as fast as it looked like that in the movie. Well, just
0: know. a little you would
1: know. Uh, random yeah, just a little random fun fact for you because my wife used to be a flight attendant, so she uh, she she wanted to point. She was like pointing that out last night when we were watching. She's like, it takes forever to deboard the plane because they literally have to cross check the the seats and all that, and then they have to um, do the seat belts and all that stuff. Yeah, it takes it takes a long time.
0: We get a Calkin stare. We get another you know famous Culkin stare, which I swear <laughs> always looks like they're trying to eat your soul. Yeah, <laughs> and like. We get the famous scene where we get the you know the realization where he's just like oh shit this is awesome. But in the original, he really had to think about it. You know, dealing with the consequence of him thinking that he killed his family. But again, but once again, thinking about all the mean things he said to him. Here, it's it's more like he realized that, that, that the check just cleared.
1: This is more celebratory. It's one of like, those, yeah,
0: yeah. Like I said, like I said, the original he really had to think about it. this one. He's like my family's my family's in Florida. I'm in New York. He does an infamous, the like, lifting his Florida, eyebrows up in and down. New York. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, he goes, he goes to all the sites of the city Radio City Music Hall, Empire States, sets, uh, sites that are a little uncomfortable now. <laughs> uh, you know, World Trade Center. Uh, as we see, uh, well, the parents go to the cops in Miami, where it's like, uh, yeah, so guess what happened? <laughs> Yeah, we uh, lost our kid. <laughs> I do other thing where it's like we never lose we never lose our luggage. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Seriously, our kids missing.
1: And I do like I do like how um, uh, Mrs. McAllister's like, yeah, yeah. This is becoming a uh, holiday tradition or something like that, a yearly tradition.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kevin goes past a fish market district, goes by a truck which coincidentally contains dun, dun, dun. our two villains once again, Harry and Marv, the Wet Bandits.
1: I want I want the listeners to watch this film on Disney Plus, and write down all the coincidences of this film.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's astounding. what
1: what are the odds? Like, what are the odds that they escape and just happen to go to New York City?
0: Yeah, and not and happen to pass by Kevin, which is, is not the only time this happens in the movie.
1: Good, <laughs> tries be fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, well, again, we're we're gonna keep going on this, but. Yeah, they're, they're walking they're walking around. They pass each other on the street. This is the second time they nearly cross paths.
1: Yeah. And in, in one of the biggest cities in the world.
0: Yeah, and this, this is the part where Mar speaks French to that one woman.
1: Oh, he goes, uh, or, uh, ora, uh oh,
0: what did he say? Mon Cherie, or whatever the fuck. Oh, Mon Cherie, yeah, he's, like, like he trying looks, to flirt with and her. And he just smacks her, and she just smacks him in the face. But will Bring that back later on. He's and Marv is unnaturally pissed at this. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, it's
1: it's yeah, it's super super
0: weird. I don't know. I don't know why you're so mad at this. Imagine, imagine how he would have reacted to the guy on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but he then uh, Kevin then approached the Plaza Hotel, but not before seeing a scary sight. He, he see this woman covered in birds, and he just like he's like sick. Yeah. And you see what you see what this is. This is clearly them trying to redo the you know, trying to, you know, redo the old man thing for the man with a movie. shovel. Yeah. But he at least had a creepy backstory and at times could like look legitimately scary.
1: Yeah, this one's more like judging on appearance almost. You know what I mean? This is, kinda just because like this, this she looks, looks like, kinda ragged. It's
0: yeah. This one looks like a Susan Bo- like a Susan Boyle wannabe. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And like,
0: I'm pretty sure the same woman. Did she? Didn't she play the the foster mom in Angels in the Outfield? Um, yeah, she did. That's she what definitely I, did. That's what I thought. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, but like, why birds? Like, if it was if it was bats, it'd be scary. If it was I don't know insects, it'd be scary. If it was rats, it'd be scary. But anything but anything but birds. I mean, yeah, birds are, like, I mean, they're so prevalent in, the, in the big
1: cities like that, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, it is different, like, in how you said they were just trying to set up a um, another, you know, a parallel to the first film.
0: Yeah, but Kevin then goes to the Plaza Hotel, and speaking of cameos that have not aged well. Come on,
1: come <laughs> on. I told my wife, come on. What did what does he
0: do? Well, okay. Who uh, does he run into? Yeah, so, uh, he runs to the owner of the Plaza Hotel. If you don't know who owned the Plaza... uh Let's say, let's just say, it's a guy who would lose by three million votes.
1: <laughs> He's also our forty-fifth president of the United States, and how can how can we just say this that he, he points Kevin in the direction of the lobby?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Grandma by, grand by the pussy kid. Ground by the pussy. Ground by the pussy. Have a good day. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. oh, <laughs> uh, we, we need, to, we need to from, to some to attract some distract some pleasantness. Save us, Tim Curry. <laughs> and we get himself the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Curry, who once again is the best part of the film. Tim Curry, yeah, he
1: really does it, like a great job of this film. Um, I just get kind of annoyed by Rob Schneider in this film.
0: Actually, give him credit. I, I give him credit. He had a few good laughs. This movie, a few, a few, but then there's other times I just like, he's so like annoying. Yeah, but we'll get to him later. But but before, yeah. b- b- before he checks in, he. He fools the dumbest phone operators I've ever seen in a movie. All right. Can we, like, talk
1: about, okay, another coincidence, okay? Um, How does he know what the lady at the hotel is going to ask in what order? Questions.
0: This is is like Book of Henry level level predetermination. Seriously. So you
1: already have this script in your head already out. You have, like, she's like, yeah, well, this is Kevin McAllister's uh, The uh, Father. This, this is
0: Peter McAllister, The Father. All he, you know, he, This would have been, first of all, no one talks like this. Second no. of all, the only way it makes convincing would be like, this is Peter McAllister. I'm drunk. And, and yeah, uh, yeah you, you do that in the rest of the, the rest of that voicemail. Um, Seems
1: so pretty fun. But it's like, to me, it's like, it, it just so happens to like, oh, you, I want one of those little rooms with a the, with the little key. Credit
0: card, you got you it. Got and it's like
1: everything's so so perfect. Like it has to, you know. It's just uh... anyway, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, uh, so he manages to get he manages to get a room, and he, man- he manages to get a room with his dad's with his dad's credit card. And Tim Curry is sent to the concierge, who suspects Kevin McAllister. He, he's the one who suspects him of using a phony a phony credit card or stolen credit card and phony story to pretty much con the hotel.
1: But which is weird, though, because honestly, all he's doing is checking in. So he didn't really make anything suspicious. You know what I mean? Like, to me. Because it's like, okay, well, technically, it shows up on file that the dad did it. And he's checking in and saying that his dad's at a conference or whatever. And he hates the conferences and stuff like that. And he doesn't want to be like stuck, you know, doing nothing. So he let, you know, he wants him to go ahead and just check in at the hotel. So, I mean, it's a believable story enough. But to me, it's like, I feel like Tim Curry's so overly paranoid about kevin he really doesn't have a reason to be you know
0: and he really doesn't have a reason to be paranoid just to in another scene later but we'll get to it but <laughs> yeah, yeah rob, Schne- rob schneider plays the bellhop see C- is it cedric or cedric? Not uh, cedric 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 okay and yeah he, ha- he has him go through he has him go through kevin's bag which i'm just like hey, I'm, I'm, I'm reporting you fired fired
1: seriously yeah that's crazy shit
0: yeah, so but again, I, I do I do give Robert Shiner credit for getting a few decent laughs, mostly involving if all I misunderstanding about him getting tipped.
1: Oh, he's obsessed with money in this. Everything's about the money.
0: Which I'm just like which, would you tip would you tip any bellhop that just did like the whole money sign? Uh no. And on top of it I feel like, you know, it, it's funny though,
1: because how does he reward him with fruit stripe gum?
0: <laughs> and not just gum, fruit stripe gum. Fruit stripe gum, I gum. mean.
1: As we used to call it, ABC gum.
0: Why would you call it that?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't actually even know. I think it's because like, I, I, the, fl- I the, fla- the flavor
0: runs out quicker than you can finish the alphabet.
1: Probably it was. I forget why we called it that, but yeah, we used to call it ABC gum. Uh, would be surprised yeah. that's why.
0: Uh, so Ke- Kevin goes to the pool, and then he g- and again repeating another joke in the first one, bringing back uh, the angel from Filth- Angel Filthy Souls movie, but this time it's Angel with Filthier Souls. Is that a coincidence? Because because, no, because all people seem to watch these movies are the all people seem to watch in this universe are these movies, uh, the Grinch and Four, and It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, (laughs) I'd I'd say branch out, but why start now? It's it's true.
1: It's absolutely true. I can't I can't fault you on that. It's true. Which, by the way, did did you see Detective Pikachu? I did see Detective Pikachu. You did?
0: Yeah. Remember how they're playing that movie in those in that universe? they're playing what they're playing the angels of filthy souls movie in that universe yeah 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 but that's not a real movie that so that means that kevin mcallister exists in the pokemon universe and it means Six there's Creed. pokemon in this world yep there you have it there you have it mind blown but the more i watch the you know these angels these angels movies i think to myself the more i think to myself <laughs> i wish i could watch these movies instead of these home alone films well that and it's like
1: the other thing that I mean, obviously, later on, and even because of the first one, is how like perfectly timed these record. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's watching it on a VCR. VCRs take forever to hit play sometimes to start to tape and stuff like that. And I like how they everything's so easy, like a quick of a quick slate of hand. He can you know maneuver the VCR and have the TV saying just exactly on cue. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And oh yeah, that's yeah, it, it's plausible in the first one. It's even more implausible in this one, but yeah. Uh yeah so yeah you know, I I really do wish someone would like crowdfund to make these movies like I I, I would I would honestly make these movies in their entirety oh <laughs> cool. I think it'd be great I, I mean, think would be fantastic him. for really... sure uh but uh the cons the concierge breaks into Kevin's room <laughs> because he's just, again suspicious of Kevin being a fake so best case scenario in this guy's mind you break into a kid's room when he's alone yeah.
1: Which obviously looks super, super weird.
0: Yeah, uh, but thank God Kevin sets up in seconds. It would we'll take a solid hour in reality. Because he had the time to blow up this this fucking clown. Yeah. Not only did he blow up this, but he blow up the clown? He tied this like yeah elaborate like pencil <laughs> string thing. <laughs> Dude,
1: uh, and, and have it have it to where he could actually pull it, and it turns the um. It turns the the clown or whatever. Yeah, there's no there's no way they have that much time to do all that. Especially,
0: yeah, like I'm like, come, come on, come on. <laughs> and come that's that the fact that a talk boy can make audio loud enough to, to go over the shower.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and on top of it, he started the to shower too.
0: Yeah, this is yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's nuts. But <laughs> we do we do get, I do love Tim Curry's reaction in this scene where it's like, oh god, it's one of these movies. Yeah, it is kind of funny though. Yeah, and I—the irony of Tim Curry being afraid of a clown—is not lost on me. No, and I think
1: that, that's funny because that's yeah. Uh,
0: so th- we get, we get another repeat from the first movie, but it's the one where Kevin's looking out the window. and We get Williams's score playing again, like the first movie, but this one not nearly as earned. Yeah, yeah, like that. That one came with like a really like som- like a really like somber moment where Kevin really started to regret the fact that he. That he made his family disappear. This one is just. There's no reason to do it here. No. Yeah, you still he's still doing fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is the next part of the tip joke where he's just like, "Uh, you wanted a tip?" I'm like, "No, nah, I got like a tip left over," and he pulls out some money. He's like, "Oh no, he okay. has all these. Okay, yeah, he has all these
1: all these fifties, He's like, "No, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. That can make like five of my movies. Wait." <laughs> Uh, that's better than any opening weekend of my movies.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> uh, we go to next. We like you have your ride, a limo, and uh, and uh, pizza. I love the. We we need to make like a list of awards improved by Tim Curry's weird ass pronunciation.
1: Have a lovely day. Uh, yeah, that was that's another one. <laughs> have a lo- have a lovely day. Your word, dude, your word has been curried. Dude, you're <laughs> dude. You're not the only one to notice that. Uh, pizza, pizza. <laughs>
0: Oh my God! Is, is there anything? Is there anything Tim Curry couldn't make sound good? No, there is not. I have a gripe. I have another gripe though
1: coming up after we get to Duncan's toy chest.
0: But I okay. Well, well, before we <laughs> well, get before we get, that,
1: the, before we get there, I will I will, I will
0: give this credit for having the best looking cheese pizza ever put to film.
1: And I love that, like how it just like as soon as you Rob Schneider opens it, you get that nice little wolf of like warm like of air. Steam. You know, it's like nice and hot.
0: Oh, Dude, yeah. it looks. It looks. Awesome and funny enough, I watched a movie last night. I had pizza for lunch today just because I wanted pizza so much after watching this movie.
1: I would crush a cheese. I'd like just a plain cheese, greasy pizza. It looks delicious. It does so good. It looks it looks tremendous.
0: I'm not gonna have pizza on the way home <laughs> now that I'm watching this again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, now they're going to Duncan's Toy Chest. We have the greatest dissolve in the in the entire movie, where it's like the Grinch smiling, and then it like dissolves to Tim Curry.
1: Yeah, because he has already because previously he has kind of uh, pulled up McAllister's file and he wants to kind of run his credit card. Yeah, and this is where the credit card has been reported stolen, so this is where he gets his nice little Grinch
0: scene. Yeah, and, and that that is easily the best live action, a better live action Grinch than anything Ron Howard did.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's it's it's. I love how they splice that in together.
0: Yeah, we we then cut to the bandits. Uh, you know, figuring out their next heist while ice skating because. They had the location. I don't know. (laughs) Well,
1: because yeah, because you know uh, what what was Harry's
0: one that comes up with this
1: elaborate plot to rob something that he feels that would make the most money during the holiday season, and what would that be? Not a candy store, but
0: a toy store. Not tourists. Not tourists either. Yeah, which is is a which is a weird thing because. You know, yeah, that that he had like a really good, you know, that that seemed like it would have been the setup, but no, got to wrap Toy Story. Not to mention the fact that this whole time they're trying to change the name to the Sticky Bandits.
1: Yeah, because and, Ma- he, and Marv is he, taking these things, yeah.
0: all all these things off people, which I guess they just don't notice. Yeah, it makes no sense. Like, like, in, like in a later scene, he takes a hat off of somebody. If someone took my hat off, I would notice.
1: Yeah, yeah, like all these, all these, like, um. Like all these kids are just like walking, like nothing's happening.
0: Yeah, but they're they're planning on robbing a toy store that just <laughs> coincidentally Kevin just happens to go to.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, again, what, what are a good... the odds.
0: Also, uh, you see the see the interior of this toy store. It's like, yeah, it, it, enjoy the economy that keep a place like that afloat. You got a few years S- left, seriously. Yeah, we yeah we see that Kevin meets the guy who runs the toy store who. On, isn't, isn't this the Schmuckers Jelly guy?
1: Um, I don't know, but I do recognize him from a couple other films. Um, he had he had popped up every once in a while in films. I'd seen him. Uh, uh, his name's Eddie Bracken. He plays Mr. Duncan. He was in Vacation. Remember, he was Roy Wally. That's right. Yeah, he was Roy Wallie. That's probably the I think the the one that I think most people that listen to our show would probably recognize him from.
0: Uh, but yeah, so uh it <laughs> just it just so happens that not only are they robbing uh, playing to rob the store that Kevin's at right now, but they happen to be there at the same time yeah I uh,
1: uh, can we just talk about something real quick because uh, since we're already at Duncan's toy chest, yes, can we just talk about you know what Kevin buys and how much it costs? Oh yeah what's what, what? like it's like a what it's slime it's it's like slime. is that what it is? Yeah, and it li- literally he charges him twenty three dollars and seventy five cents for slime.
0: For slime, you no, know, it's it's slime. I think a pocket knife, which I don't know why they, I don't know why he sells those here. Yeah, and on top of it, not but, only why would he, the, not only why would he sell those here, but why would he sell one of those to a child?
1: And on top of it, and what he had a map, but wouldn't a map be free?
0: It should be because it's of the city, is it? I would assume. Yeah.
1: So yeah, twenty three dollars and seventy five cents. I just kind of wanted to point that out.
0: You got a jib. But I, I was like, where'd you get that kind of? Where where'd you get all that money? Like in that store, I imagine everyone has that kind of money.
1: <laughs> and on top of it, why does he care? As long as he's getting patronage out of it, who cares? Yeah, who
0: like, who a fuck? It's like yeah, it's going what's to to he gonna say? I anyway. I knocked, I knocked, I knocked off three hookers. Who knows?
1: Yeah, it's like dude, it's going to charity anyway. Shut up.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and yeah, you brought your brought it up. So he says that uh, most of the money they make tonight is going to go to a charity.
1: Wait a minute, I see what's going on here,
0: yeah, so and then Kevin makes a <laughs> Kevin makes a grand gesture where he gives he gives a whopping twenty dollars and he had for shoveling snow. oh you know, I bet that's I bet that's a nice that's a nice thing after you enjoy your giant hotel room room service on your parents' bank account plus your limo and your pizza, that's twenty dollars a whole lot, yeah, seriously,
1: why don't you give more? <laughs>
0: Seriously, you had a you had a
1: stash of cash in there. You and you were flashing fifties to Rob Schneider a little bit before. Come on.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, he uh, as a gift, Duncan gives him these ornaments: two turtle doves, one for himself and one to give to one to give to a special friend, <laughs> or or someone you know, or someone you know for like an hour. It's it, it goes either way,
1: <laughs> or someone you, that you don't know very well.
0: Uh, we also we also see that. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Kevin and the Wet Bandits finally meet. Now, keep in mind, it. it's already a huge coincidence that not only, not only are they both in the same city, but they're roughly yeah. in the same area. But how many times did they actually bump into each other before this? Y- you ready for the real funny one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. During
1: the scene, where the fuck's the limo driver at? Where'd he go? Dude, like, seriously, I was watching. I'm like, well, where the fuck did he go? He dropped him off. I'm like, well, he's a kid. He's by himself. Like the limo driver's gone. They only
0: they only covered your way there, not your way back. Dude, dude, you're on your own for the way home. I can only get you there. I can only get you there. It's, it's not getting there, that's a the problem. Did you it's wonder that watch it at all? No, no, I, I never thought about that, but no shit, you're right.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'm like, well, okay, so technically, like, limos usually park in front of things, and I get it because it's like a busy New York street, it wouldn't be. But it would be making rounds like a round, I think, to keep going until you know, his his fair, or Kevin, is outside to take him back to the hotel. That That's just common
0: sense, right? And as a reminder, this is the third time they ran into each other. Yes, three times in New York City. But, yeah, like, fathom that. And on top of it, okay,
1: they just so happened to escape prison and just so happened to be going to New York City at the same exact time that Kevin McAllister accidentally Goes on the wrong plane to the same city. What a coincidence! <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: And, this was meant to, this was meant to happen, folks. And and is Ke- and does Kevin you know try to find the police or try to tell anybody? No, no, he spends time he spends time buying beads and putting them on the sidewalk. Because remember, he's supposed to be a smart kid. And I was just like amazed that nobody else slipped on him. Yeah, yeah, you could you could have really hurt somebody, Kevin. You dick. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. He's doing this, but like, what if like nobody else is paying attention and they fall too? So he's like totally like, he's hurting other people indirectly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we again, we again get another great Tim Curry scene with uh, <laughs> it, with him doing his Cheshire Cat about to eat you face. Yes. Again, again another word improved by uh, his pronunciation. What's what's the meta? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so he's like. Yeah, we calls me having a stolen credit card. We're like, let's see what the police have to think about it. It's like,
1: yeah, stolen credit card. Let's see what the police have to say about it's
0: this. Like, yes, police. There's two guys trying to. two guys trying to kill me, or run away. Yeah, sure. I don't want to get grounded. stupid, uh, stupid kid. Uh, and let's see. We we just had one unfunny pratfall. Let's mix it up with an even un, even unfunnier pratfall. <laughs> and it's like it's it's like a WWE type of. Type of fall.
1: Yeah, this is yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, they they go up and oh god, please save save me! Nineteen nineties TV with nineteen forties film with the clearest audio of all time
1: and the loudest, the clearest sound too. Yeah,
0: yeah. So and this is the scene you were talking about where he does the same thing he did with the pizza guy in the in the first movie where he starts manipulating the audio from the movie. But he's just doing
1: it so fast that he
0: and on top of it, he just so
1: conveniently stopped watching at that one part.
0: Yeah and uh, that one part and he he knows exactly what time stamp to get the perfect response with no background noise. And what are the odds the guy's name, Cliff is going to be in that thing? But, yeah no well get that in just a second but <laughs> he's like you he was you he was here and you he were smooching with my smoochy brother. With my brother. I do love I do love to encourage He makes this one face where he's like he makes one face where he's like, "Did I?" Nope, no nope, yeah, different it, different hotel. It.
1: Yeah, he's like, God, oh, no, that was a, that was home alone, different dimension.
0: <laughs> yeah, but look, this scene is ungodly childish. But I'd be lying if I said it didn't get a laugh from me.
1: It is funny though. It, it, it's funny. Be, I, I just like how he goes, "I love you."
0: Every, with every, everything from Snyder's shame faces to, like you said, one of the one of the yeah. guards coincidentally having the same name, which is, I mean, he's <clears throat> it wasn't me. To still to still <laughs> wondering what Boney Bob looks like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cliff, it wasn't me. Yeah, we're just like get on your knees and tell me you love me. And when he I does that, it is yeah. yeah. one thing where like he mutters to himself.
1: Oh, yeah. When he's like muttering the words, I've,
0: al- I've always wondered what he was saying. Yeah. Where he's like, "How is this not the worst thing I've ever done?" Yeah. I love you. <laughs> how did how did you not make Home Alone Valentine cards? Yeah. Seriously. Come on, come on! I would have loved to gotten that of my Valentine's Day box. When I was in elementary school. They're <laughs> just like, I'll give you, I'll give you the count of three. One, two, brrr. and then yeah, same, same, same thing. Start shooting. Yeah, the same exact, perfectly timed. Although they, they, I don't know, if, I don't know if they're like invisible bullets or transparent bullets because they, there's clearly no bullets flying anywhere in that hall. Like, yeah, a, there's a crazy guest with a gun. Yeah, it's oh god. Yeah, he runs outside, runs right, right, right back into Harry and Marv, and they just start explaining their plan in broad daylight. Out, loud. Yeah, it's may- like okay, you you're smart enough to escape from jail, but not smart enough to not to know not to do this. Yeah,
1: it's like, come I on, we gotta work on your when like when to talk about these types of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are you are shitty criminals. <laughs> Seriously, uh, but Kevin gets away by by pinching a random woman's butt, but it just so happens to be the same person. The same person Harry was trying to hit on. No, I'm sorry. Marv was trying to hit on late earlier in the film. God,
1: all these coincidences, man.
0: I'm just like, re- t- I, did this writers not know how many people are in New York City?
1: I mean, it's it's just crazy that these people continually run into run each, into each other in such a huge city.
0: Yeah, so Kevin runs away through the through the fountain in John Wick 2. gets in, gets into a gets into a trunk which the horse carriage guy did not notice. And
1: and the other two p- uh passengers didn't notice either.
0: Yes. And then we get maybe Culkin's worst line read in the entire film. Where he's just like, "I want to go home. Mom, where are you?" Just like that. Literally just like that. Yeah. Remember how? Remember how he cried? I know. I, I know. It's, it's tiring hearing me saying. Remember, remember the first film, but remember when he, you know, asked for his mom in the first movie. Yes. Like the, the 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 terror, the shock, the the regret in it. The regret in his voice. What do we get this time? Mom, where are you? <laughs> uh, but if if that callback wasn't good enough for you, we actually do get a legitimately funny one where. I mean, again, "Foreign." It's a wonderful life, but this time, it's a wonderful life in, Sp- in Espanol. Variety, <laughs> yes, yeah, you got
1: to mix it up once in a while, guys.
0: Yeah, and that's when that's when they find out that Kevin is in New York, and he then we then get to see the dark side in New York. Well, first of all, he goes off to his uncle, his uncle's place, which yeah, the, the same uncle from the first one who lives in Paris, but they have a house in New York. But is
1: qu- coincidentally not there.
0: Yeah, coincidentally, he's going under. Uh, going under renovations right now. Well,
1: so, which is perfect to, to hatch a plan if you're going to hatch a plan. Right? So, yeah,
0: we we see the we see the underbelly of New York. We see him get into a scary cab. We get the, one of the famous extras. The watch it, kid, ha ha ha, guy. Yeah, which yeah, and then we get the bird lady again. Which man, is she is she really supposed to be scary? I mean. This this plot line would work better if he went with the watch it kid guy. Yeah, or it ain't much better in here. Yeah, or the, or the cab driver. The cab driver. Yeah, but yeah, he takes her to the new. The I think it's like above the Met. Not mistaken. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say it's where some or- orchestra's playing. Uh
0: yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pretty
1: sure it's the Met. Yeah, because Kevin wants to take her out to have a hot chocolate and kind of just uh, they, this is I, I do like this because he's. This is like a genuine scene for the film. I, I would I would say as, nonsens- as, genuine,
0: as genuine... nonsensical as it is, it is a genuine scene because it's a ge- it's a
1: genuine scene because it, they are. He is actually trying to get to know somebody who he's thrown judgment on, and actually like gets her backstory, and you really do kind of
0: sympathize and feel bad for her. But no, but no, no. The, the thing they they fumble this backstory so hard because what they tell us is the what she tells us is like I had a family, I had a home. I had I had a fiance, but the man I loved fell out of love with me, and then I came here. I was like, okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, happy and employed, heartbreak, homeless. There's clearly steps missing in between there. Yeah, I'm like, you don't just go from like you don't just go from getting through a breakup to to being homeless. There's some there there are steps in between. Uh, well, I just thought she she just fell on hard times,
1: chance. <laughs> But how? I don't know. She just, the guy fell out of love with her. and I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she just like
1: got super sad and just quit her job and quit living life, man.
0: I don't know. That making excuses for the movie,
1: Russell. It's not the coming of you. Listen, this is still a guilty pleasure for Christmas. I like, uh, this is like, I feel like. I have to defend these pieces of shit movies. I know,
0: <laughs> but, but I have to. Uh, I like, but I we then we then see Kevin get into battle mode because you don't mess. You can mess with a lot of things. You don't, you mess, don't with mess with kids, kids on Christmas. Christmas. So he go. He goes to. He goes back to his uncle's house and sets up in a few minutes. What would take us all a day and a half to set up in reality? Uh, so he uh, sets up. A multitude of different traps. and okay, yeah, now I see that he was buying that the thing with the dragon's <sighs> head was slime. I, I never noticed that before. So like, thank you, Russell. I never noticed.
1: Yeah, that was the slime that he used for the uh, floor and for the
0: ladder. Yeah. So uh, we then go to the hotel where they can rightfully confront the plaza staff for being idiots. Yes. It's like why would you let him? Like why did you let him leave? He's like there are villains out there, and they smacks him. He's like do take a take a coat out. It's a little bit chilly.
1: And I like how his like his bottom lip starts to quiver, like he's gonna cry. Yeah, and uh, I think I think that's a perfect scene too.
0: Moment of silence for the last Tim Curry scene in the movie. (sighs) Moment over. Okay, so we then got to uh, the wet bandits about to rob Duncan's toy chest. Which how how crap is security in this place where they didn't notice two grown men in playhouses? Staying there after closing
1: time. I I have I have flashbacks of Bad Santa. Oh, true. How they how they stay in there the whole entire time before yeah. like as they're closing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The security guards suck at both places, I guess. Maybe maybe, maybe it's the same guy. It could be. Got same fired. Securi- got same fired his job system. at Dunkin's. S- <laughs> S- same security system.
0: Uh, yeah. So uh, they break in. We find out the bizarre twist that Marv is actually Jewish. <laughs> Random uh but yes uh col Culkin, there or kevin's there takes his picture and breaks the window to set off the alarm which that uh, has
1: that has a, obviously we see that it has a note attached which, to it
0: Come to think about come to think about it if this place has an alarm how are they planning to get out
1: but uh, and how's the alarm not going off already with movement inside if the yeah. if it's already set
0: not to mention I don't know here a note I don't know here a note but you know that they wear fingerless gloves during all this
1: yeah which so you're totally making fingerprints everywhere too
0: like oh yeah you're real master criminal but these guys these guys manage to break out of jail.
1: It doesn't matter because they're going to escape again anyways.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah they they get out we see the we see the I guess this kind of counts as the first trap. It's a it's like a, a seesaw. But like you know, Mark goes on one end Harry goes on the other. Can
1: we just say that that thing would have fell off the
0: the bucket? Not to mention you see the dent that Harry makes in the cars like no. No, that that's the kind of dent Batman makes made into that van in the dark Knight. You're not catapulting that high, I'm sorry. This is this is a little this is a little Italian man. My shoes can make more damage to a car than he could. Seriously. Uh, he follows he follows him back to his uncle's place, and this is where we get our alright, alright, time to get our first major trap. What do you got, Kevin? And it's a brick. <laughs> it's just a a blunt brutal brick. Yeah. Like, okay, what's next? And then he does it again. Yeah, he and gets then smashed we, with four of them. And then we proceed. Yeah, we watch a guy get hit with bricks for like two or three minutes. Yeah. Like it, it almost plays like a troll joke. And it's funny. This, is actually, there's a video series out there. It's called Home Alone with Blood. I don't know if you heard of. I don't know if you heard of it, but it basically, I think it's said to be like a special effects guy or something who made this, who made it because. It takes the traps, and it portrays them in a way like what really would happen. Like this, this one is my favorite one because every time he gets hit with the brick, the first time it makes like a dent in his head, and like, you see the blood. And then he throws another yeah. one. Okay, like and, like yeah, No, no. Yeah, uh, he throws another one, then like his head explodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah l- l- look at it, people listening. Look up "Home Alone with Blood" and watch those videos. They're hilarious. Uh, that's
1: that's hilarious.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, we see Marv get hit with bricks for like like two or three minutes, and yeah, then we got hit, he gets hit with four. And it's funny later on. I will do a recap
1: of all the. Um, I, I happen to write down all the all the injuries that were sustained in this uh, this this movie for the, the for the guys. The in- all the injuries, all, all all the traps that they they were a part of. Yep.
0: Yeah, uh, we had traps including a staple gun, a slippery ladder, wrenches, a two story fall. <laughs> Yeah, paint cans, a, electrocution, things that a, a really kerosene, should be killing.
1: Lit lit uh, rope. Yeah, which and a fa- fall.
0: Yeah, a three-story fall. Things that really yeah. should have killed these guys
1: several yeah. times. Yeah, they would kill anybody.
0: Yeah, which I'm assuming like they had there had to been a, a like a write-in where they are revealed to be immortal because that's the only way they could survive all this bullshit.
1: Yeah, there's no like the, these. Yeah,
0: there's just there's just no way. Yeah, so uh, they they go through this house of death with they surprisingly survive. Yeah, they catch Kevin again, and rather than just, I don't know, just shooting him right there, they take him to like a a private place it's just like I, th- I think you're way past that point. Just shoot him now, deal with the consequences later. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and then he gets a- they get ambushed by the bird lady who covers them with seed, and then they get attacked by all the pigeons. <laughs>
1: And then Kevin lights off the fireworks that he has bought and saved for this spe- this specific moment. When did he buy these? He bought those the minute he goes to New York. He bought them.
0: Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. He buys
1: them before they go to Dunkin- Before he goes to Dunkin's Toy chest When he's just walking on the streets.
0: Yeah, we we get an out of nowhere confession from Harry. Just like, like, oh yeah, the the, pr- the prison get the change already happened. Like, we missed the presents. He had his yeah. hide in a toy in a toy store. It's like, what? A- that's, wow. Even for that movie, that's a stupid confession. <laughs> So would you like
1: to hear the uh, list of injuries that Marv and Harry sustained? I I would love to hear
0: the list of injuries they sustained.
1: Oh, not injuries, but these are the the thing. Okay, so Marv. Marv gets four bricks thrown at him, staple gun to the butt, groin, face, falls and hits the ground, slips on slime, pancans fall on him from the shelf because when he's sliding down, gets electrocuted from the stationary sink, bag of cement falls on his head, bar to the face and the stomach, that's when they go flying and they get you know they go falling down smashed against the wall via the uh, tool chest, falls off the rope and attacked by birds. Harry slips on slime, slime ladder and falls, wrenches fall on his head when he, open, remember, the blowtorch to the head when he puts his head in the gasoline toilet or kerosene or whatever and it, ex- it lights up, falls off a ladder, barred to the face and stomach again with, with Marv. He gets, his, he gets smashed against the wall again with Marv, falls off the rope and then he's attacked by birds, but Marv clearly gets the worst of the two.
0: No, he really does. Uh, yeah. Those those four bricks to the face really play the part in all this. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, so the, they, they get caught by the cops. They're taken away, and we see Kevin's mom is out trying to find him. And we find out that, where where is he? It says, it says Christmas trees. I know where he is. He's in Rockefeller Center. Yeah. Which, I don't think this place will be this empty at this time of night. Yes, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's lit- it's literally deserted. Yeah, and you know we, we see we see them get reunited and reunite with the family a, re- a reunited a reunition that is so underwhelming the family literally sleeps through it. <laughs> yeah, like remember in the first movie how big a deal it was that Kevin got his Stanley back. Yeah, not not so much here. here?
1: <laughs> it's like whatever.
0: Yeah, we find out that De- that uh, the, the note attached was uh, Mr. Dunk with him telling Mr. Duncan that hey, I broke your window, but I only did it kind of, you know to make sure you didn't get robbed. Yeah, and thanks for the turtle doves and but as a as a reward as a thank you he gives he gives the family all these presents because this family clearly needs all this stuff.
1: Yeah, and on top of it, can we just talk about the the sleeping arrangement? If he has so much money, why are they sleeping in one room?
0: Yeah, they have like a, they have a penthouse,
1: and they're all they're all smashed up together.
0: Yeah, just like this. This, this seems cruel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, they get they get they get all these they get all these presents. Kevin leaves to go give the turtle dove to the bird lady. Where he's like, <laughs> I imagine her reaction is like, "Oh great, as if it didn't have enough frickin' birds." Yeah, she's like. Thanks. This is gonna really help me buy a meal. Yeah, like you, you don't want to invite her inside or anything. No, okay, fine. And we get the final joke with Kevin's dad getting his room service bill. Kevin apparently, somehow racked up nine hundred bucks.
1: Uh, nine hundred sixty-seven dollars, and he wasn't even in the room that that long.
0: Which speaking, yeah. First of all, talk to the plaza because they're raping you on those charges. Second of all, <laughs> there's where does he have the time to do it? And th- and third of all, didn't you just fly fourteen people across the country twice? Why are you mad about nine hundred bucks? Yeah, your brother like is
1: mooching off of you for free trips. That's your son.
0: Yeah, like let it go. He he yell he yells at Kevin in a way that he would no way hear from Central Park, and that's where the movie ends. There you have it. So uh, sum up this sum up this movie. It's a holly jolly rehash, and it really kind of <laughs> blows. Uh but no look I un- I understand the appeal of this film. It's a nostalgic favorite. Yes. Yeah, I mean it is and to me yeah, does it 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 plays on
1: a lot of trips from the first one but again that's what we had we talked earlier that's what made it so successful. I think it's just because of the fact it does rehash something that was already successful. But it, it yes, watching it you you'll you'll pick, you'll pick it apart just like the first film but it still holds that spot for the you know your Christmas film every year.
0: No, absolutely. No, absolutely, and I, I I get why people like this movie. I even as much as I rag on this movie, I still I, st- I can still watch. It, and I can still enjoy it. I don't think it's, it's a particularly fun film. good. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an enjoyable watch, and yeah, I mean it's a it's an it's a nostalgic favorite. What what can we say about it? It's Not nearly the worst we've seen. Not nearly the best. Somewhere in the middle. It's probably one of the worst movies you've seen multiple times. Probably. And that brings to the end of the show. So <laughs> yeah, uh, Russ, do you want to get a plug before you head out?
1: Yeah, you can find us uh, on Facebook. Notorious by Chance is the group. Uh, we put polls up for you guys to vote on. Except you didn't get a shot to vote for this one, so haha. Um, <laughs> can also find us on YouTube. Notorious by Chance. We'll be getting back into that, doing new reviews and new releases and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, join that Facebook group. Like I said, we're almost at 300 uh, group members, which is nice. It's, it's growing pretty well. And just yeah, get as many people as you can involved and uh, listen to the. Uh, Podcast, make sure you guys subscribe and uh leave a comment.
0: You can find me on Twitter at GameChampsWars underscore ninety one. Check out my YouTube channel. Uh, sorry, our YouTube channel. Like you said, uh, check out our other podcast. My other podcast is uh, the podcast had a cool acronym. And uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna be reviewing uh, uh Rise Skywalker, and definitely are gonna be reviewing cats. Uh, and yeah, we have. Well, first of all, we say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens to us. And we have one more episode coming out for the year. And it's going to be our 50th episode. So we'll, we'll, we'll let that be a little clue to what we're going to be reviewing. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.